Welcome to Look What She Built, where we show you examples of what an iconic woman leader looks like. I'm your host, Jamie Rowe, and I'm so excited to have you here. I created Look What She Built because I want to celebrate the bold, the brave, and badass women who are doing business in their own way. In this podcast, we're going to interview and celebrate these women business owners, as well as bring on experts that can help us dive deep on topics like sales, self-care, money mindset, and more. So let's dive in and show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Rowe from Look What She Built Podcast. And today I have Stacey Wallace with me today. Stacey, how are you? I'm great, Jamie. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. So I can't wait to share with everyone who you are. So Stacey Wallace is a leading expert in the field of business psychology, time expansion. We need to talk about that later. <laughs> and life mastery with over 35 years of corporate and entrepreneurial success growing companies into the hundreds of millions and building sales teams into the hundreds of thousands. She is the CEO of the Fueled by Fire Mastery Programs and Masterminds, working with seven and eight figure CEOs, influencers, and entrepreneurs who are intentionally focused on building purpose-driven, highly profitable lives and businesses they love without forsaking their peace or passion for what matters most. Stacy is also, also the founder of EM Women, a nonprofit organization that rescues and restores the lives of women and girls who have been impacted by some of life's most difficult circumstances. Whether it is her high paying clients or the many women she helps daily through her nonprofit, Stacy uses her signature 1% method of micro progress and sweet spot audits to identify and eliminate critical roadblocks of self-sabotage, <clears throat> excuse me, and opens doors to massive expansion and profitability. Stacey is the author of eight books and has shared the stage with five U.S. presidents and continues to lead Fueled by Fire along with her husband of 25 years and two fiercely dedicated adult children. Stacey, welcome to the show. Thank you. It sounds like I'm 700 years old with that bio. That does not sound like you're, it sounds like you're a very busy lady and I wonder if you sleep and like we said before, you know, it, it seems like, oh, this is just done overnight, right? And what was right. your response? <laughs> It was a long night. <laughs> it was a long night. This is, you know, years of work that you've done and built this beautiful empire. So, which is really awesome. So in order to be as action orientated as you are and as successful as you are, um, I, I have an inkling that you have a morning routine. I do actually every day. Okay. So I feel like that is such a secret to success is really honing in and being intentional to start your day. So I'm wondering, would you be open to sharing what your morning routine is? I would love to. Actually, it's one of the, I think part of my secret sauce and I've been doing this type, you know, you can get caught up in performance culture when you've been doing it as long as I've been doing it literally since 12 years old, I was taught to be an entrepreneur. And back when I was a little girl, I learned structure, I learned process. Uh, I was also a basketball player. And um, so there was, when you're an athlete, you have very specific things that you do pre-game, post-game, at, at practice. I happened to be a high-level athlete growing up. So um, there were, I just learned that routine frequency creates speed and accuracy. 
And so what you do in the morning, the frequency you might do, you might do your routine one or two times, but frequency, ultimately it'll open up to greater speed and greater accuracy. So my morning routine, been doing it for many, many years as I wake up before my feet hit the floor, before I open my eyes, I've just come out of room state and I'm in that awakening zone. And I happen to live in a glass house. So the sun really helps me with that. And uh, it overlooks a seven acre lake. So the sun, when it comes in, it's my first trigger. Melatonin is dropping. And I say, I don't have to say it out loud anymore, uh, but I just say, good morning, God, what would you have of me today? And I wait before I drink my water, before I get a cold shower, before I do anything else. I sit in that moment and whether it's somebody believing in the connection with the universe or whether they just want uh, to, I, I just happen to be a faith-based person that for me, that's my connection with God. I want to do his will first before I take on my calendar, my ideas, my initiatives, my dreams, my goals. I want to know, God, what would you have of me today? And sometimes uh, like today, the word was flow. I want you to go with the flow. That means something probably in my schedule and it already has is going to shift. Um, and some days I might hear a word like be the light. And I will notice throughout the day, there might be opportunities for me to be angry or grumpy or narcissistic. And I know that that is not light bearing. And so that moment presets my entire day. And then of course I get up after I have that moment, I drink my glass of water with lemon juice in it. And then I put on uh, music. Mine happens to be worship music that really helps me set my intentions for the day and my attitude. And then I get on with the rest of my routine, which happens to be my, I would I'll say my pregame work, work uh, warm up, my shower, my uh, getting my makeup ready and getting myself fed well. And uh, before I hit my first meeting. Okay, we're done with the show. So if anyone, <laughs> from that, that was so great, Stacey. Uh, and I, I can uh, connect it, especially being a past athlete in order to perform to your top level and optimize um, the situation is having a set, you know, what works. Yeah. Right? And you've got a series of steps before you put your tennis shoes on or before you get your bike ready or whatever. Um, as an athlete, it's always interesting to see what athletes do later in life. I see so many in entrepreneurship, so many. Yeah. Um, well, routine, when the routine works, why change the routine? What you want to do is constantly optimize the routine so that you're shaving. I sang at the Olympics in 1988. That's a long time ago, but I had an opportunity. I was 18 years old. I had an opportunity to really go one-on-one -on -one with a lot of gold medalists. And I just happened to be very inquisitive and ask questions about what's your routine? What's your routine? And it was, it was down to a one, one thousandth of a second, they would alter their salt or their sodium intake. And we think about that. We like to watch the Olympics, but are we doing that in our business? Are we doing that in our family? Like, why do we keep having the attitudes with the kids? Are we willing to adjust? The, it could be doing dinner 10 minutes early that shifts the routine that everybody's in their sweet spot, as opposed to doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. Yeah. Insanity. Insanity. Yes. Which we're going to talk a little <laughs> bit about today, actually. It's funny. That's a great transition, Stacey. Have you done this before? <laughs> this is so good. We're going to talk about peace and profits. One, one of the most important things I think in a business um, is not just what your revenue number is. It's mm -hmm. how profitable that you are. 
and not just the profits. What is it? Revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, and cash is king. Who even <laughs> said that? I say that a lot. I don't even know who it is. It doesn't matter. Well, thank you, whoever that was. But especially during, you know, any time in business, depending on what industry and in, there can be ups and there can be downs. Mm -hmm. Maintaining peace, internal peace of what's going on while still maintaining, growing, scaling your business um, or whatever the case may be. Let's talk a little bit about that because if, if either people are listening, if you're running a profitable a business or an unprofitable business is when there are times of uncertainty, which you've been through a lot past few years, mm -hmm. how do you not lose your mind? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know what? I think it yeah. goes back to the morning routine. Keep your mind on things above, not just on earthly things. This is a this is a standard of excellence. You know, some people might call it a scripture, but I call it a standard of excellence. As a CEO, it's 80% emotional quotient. So that means it's not about the deal. It's not about the negotiation. It's not about the comma. It's not about the income bracket. It's about, it's about something greater. So if we can keep our mind on the why, on the greater outcome, the greater purpose of the company. That's why we say we're helping you build a purpose-driven, highly profitable life and business that you love. To be purpose-driven means your mind is on things above. And when I say things above, obviously for me, I want to know what is, how am I being used as a conduit of heaven to earth? I believe heaven represents all the best of us, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. It doesn't say, eight figures, nine figures, 250,000 salespeople, those are all things below. I don't get to take those with me. But if I can stay focused as a CEO and bring into a room things that are above, I will shift. I don't, I, I've done negotiations in rooms where I've got billion dollar investors of telecom companies and everybody's thinking bottom line, everybody's thinking PMA, profit-making activities, everybody's thinking subscriberships and going into that room, volatile, but this is the beauty of woman. We were given wombs for a purpose that we can incubate what other people can only conversate about. And so when you become an incubator, you walk into a room and you assess the room with a higher perspective. Like what is the DNA shift that needs to take place in this room? So I'm not just a, a thermometer. We've heard that whole cliche. I'm a thermostat. I am called to walk into a room of giants and either be a giant slayer or a giant whisperer. And that's the beautiful part when you keep your mind on things about, you don't get caught in the rhetoric of recession. You don't get caught in the rhetoric of negotiations. You stay in a place and say, what's the bigger shift that's happening in the world around us right now? Is you see all this confusion and this di division and this almost consternation over what's, what's very, very simple things that we shouldn't be fighting about. What's the bigger message? is always before the greatest breakthrough, there's the greatest amount of chaos. If I get caught up in the chaos, I don't get to participate in the breakthrough. So I would say that that is one of the greatest ways to have peace in the midst of conflict is don't get in the weeds with the conflict. Stay above the conflict, keep a 40,000, 30,000 foot view so that you can become a conduit of heaven to earth. Mm. Oh, so many good nuggets here, so many. Okay, so same focus on that higher reason of why you're doing this, not just mm -hmm. for the paycheck, the bottom line, 
I want to hit this goal and things like that, but really connecting to the bigger purpose, the bigger cause of why we're here. I do want to go back to a point where I just want to make sure listeners, I don't know if they would know, you had talked about a thermometer and a thermostat. Could you mm-hmm. go over those differences if you could? Yeah. So a thermometer is, is just really good about, this is what the room is. It is 78 degrees. It has no power over the room, no control over the room. It reflects the room. So if you're at the water cooler at the office and you got somebody and they're bickering and complaining, the boss is this, or do you see what she was wearing? And it's just, you can step into that and be a thermometer and go, girl, you know what she wore yesterday? I'm just saying she has no business wearing that, right? So you're a thermometer. Or you walk into- I can into, tell you're from Texas by that statement, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Or you walk into the same room and remember, keep your mind on things above. What is your purpose for being in the room? Is it being like everyone else? We say something called boom, break out of mediocrity. Mediocrity is being a thermometer, but you can walk into that same room and you can be a thermostat. You hear the gossiping, the complaining, go, girl, you saw what she was wearing. You know what? I bet I made the same mistake last year when I wore such and such. What did you do? You absorbed the tension and then you go, but hey, you know what? I heard that her and her husband are going through some stuff. You know, I, I think it would be really cool for me. Maybe we should go out to lunch with her sometime. <laughs> you just shifted the entire room. You can shift an entire ecosystem of a company and not be the CEO. You can be the light that walks into a room and everybody else is complaining. And I can't believe we have to hit new quotas. And you could be that person that just comes in and quietly says, how can I serve you? I know the quotas went up. I feel the pressure too. What can I, how can we collaborate? And immediately you become a thermo, I mean, a thermostat instead of just a th- thermostat has power to shift any room that they walk into. And I always say, make sure that when you walk into a room, the room brightens up when you enter and it doesn't brighten up when you leave. Be the carrier of light no matter where you're at. And you'll begin to see people want to collaborate with you. People want to negotiate with you. People want to help you get your end in mind. And so if they know what you're really about and you're really about people, they'll say, how can I serve you back? It's, it's an amazing form of reciprocity when you operate like a, thermos, a, a thermostat instead of a thermometer. Okay, everyone be a thermostat today. Uh, thanks to <laughs> Stacy. The word empathy popped in for me as you were speaking. Mm-hmm. I think it has a lot to do with empathy, putting yourself in other people's shoes and being, instead of saying, I can't believe she wore that, maybe being like, man, she's going through a lot. And I bet that made her feel good today to wear that. And let's celebrate mm-hmm. her as opposed to attacking her. Um, Cause that is a projection of our own trash internally that we haven't. Absolutely. For sure. We say something called seek to understand, not be understood. And this is part of our magnetic cells mastery. And it's part of our family dynamics program is you always want to be understood because you want people to like you, want to appreciate you, want them to buy from you. You, you know, if you're in an argument with your spouse, you want them to understand you, but really the pathway to the greatest unity and collaboration, which is also the greatest power on earth. When you have two entities that come together in total agreement, there is a, a spiritual, a mental, an emotional power that takes place because one can do good, but two together, you can conquer the world. Seek to understand, 
not be understood. We are taught to be heard instead of listen to understand. If, if inside of sales, instead of looking to make a sell, look to make a connection where you can truly understand that. You may not make a sell, but you might get three referrals instead of one sell because of the empathy that you're talking about, the connection that you're talking about. Yeah, more of that consultative sales instead of prescriptive sales. Mm-hmm. No, you need to buy this. Like you, you need this phone. You have to have it. Maybe listening to see what they need. Mm-hmm. And then they, well, here's the whole thing too is everyone has the information, access to it if they want to. And mm-hmm. so we're just there to help them pick the best choice based on what their needs are and serving them, serving them and bringing light to them. Like you said, bringing light to the room um, and helping them. I love that. Well, let's talk about, you know, okay. So in order for us to not go insane (laughs) is to focus on the bigger picture, the bigger cause of what's going on here. I would like to talk a little bit about, I want to talk about hobbies and extracurriculars in just a moment here, but I do want to talk about EM women because this is something you started and you were talking a little bit about it. And I'd like you to share a little bit with everyone what this nonprofit does. Mm-hmm. So we started EM Women. Um, my husband and my brother started a company a uh, number of years ago, and that company in, in the game room of our house, at my brother's house, and they ended up taking that company to a $1.2 billion market cap. This was in the season when I was a mommy and had the kids at home, and I would go out and I would speak at, at big events and then come home and be mommy again or take the kids. I traveled 12 years with Zig Ziglar and a number of US presidents. So that was a season of my life where I was on stage all the time. But that company in that season, it was such a huge shift for us that we semi-retired at 36, moved to Arkansas where we felt like this money will last us forever. And we started a nonprofit organization called EM Women. That was 7-7-1997 at 7 p.m., a lot of sevens. And uh, EM Women was started at that time to really be a voice to women. There wasn't big events for women at the time. Oprah hadn't even come out with her big women's conferences. And uh, so that was where it started. And, And really I operated in third world countries working with women in sustainability projects. And uh, then 2008, 2009 hit, and we were very young money. We lost everything. I mean, we had poured so much money into this nonprofit thinking, surely it's going to hit tipping point. It's going to sustain itself. But by 2009, not only did my dad pass away of cancer, uh, we lost everything. And here we were going, God, what, what what is the message here? I mean, surely we thought this was this isn't even about making money. It's about sustainability and reaching out. The timing, not only what we learned in M Women was it important, but the timing was premature for what it is that we do today. Um, today, M Women, and it still is, is powerful, but in 2017, we had shelved M Women for a solid 10 years. I went back into corporate America, back into doing what I had been blessed to be good at. Um, and uh, so in 2017, I was making more money than I'd ever been making before. And my husband, at the same time, I had retired him from the healthcare industry as CEO of a big healthcare company. And we were operating in our sweet spot of making money. And I woke up one day with a dream and in that morning zone, and I felt like I was supposed to walk away from everything and give all of our money away. And easier said than done. But I, my husband woke up and I said, babe, I, I feel like I'm supposed to stop, give up my title, give up our, our money, 
give everything we have to the poor and wait to see what's next. I was very disturbed inside politically, um, religiously, just all the systems, educationally, uh, even in the entertainment world. I just felt like there was just a lot of smoke and mirrors. And so in that day, my husband agreed and we went through two and a half years. He also a month later said, I feel like I'm supposed to do the same thing. So we both stepped away from our careers. And for two and a half years, we gave all our money away, even went nine months without vehicles. And we learned that it, when you're connected to a, a higher purpose, there is no such thing as lack. There's always enough. You may not have more as enough as the next girl that's able to go get that new Louis Vuitton. <laughs> you may not even be able to have enough to go get a new bra. And I found that in that season. Like my daughter came to me, mom, I need a bra. I'm like, child, you need to go get a job at Chick-fil-A or something because you need to make your own money. But in that season, I learned we were used to giving to the poor. We, get, we wrote big checks. In fact, in our, in our church, we were like second biggest giver. But you can become very narcissistic in your giving. You can actually make giving a demigod in your life where you're like, I'm good. I do good. I, 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 and it's still about you. You're at the parties, you're at the fundraisers and the eyes are still on you. When you have nothing and you've given yourself away to the point where you're, you're now going and not only just giving to the poor, but you're meeting them on the street. And we, we fed 10,000 homeless people uh, one Christmas and Jamie, it changed my life forever. I've been known as a powerful woman ever since I was a little girl with a powerful singing voice, five and a half octaves. God doesn't need our, our power. God doesn't need our perfection. He needs our yieldedness. He needs us. Oh, you girl, I'm going to make myself cry. <laughs> he needs us to wake up and get out of our agenda and into the agenda of what the world really needs. And I identified that man, God, women don't need me to be powerful. They need me to teach them how to be powerful. They need to know how to get up off the street. I've got women who were homeless in that season, changed my life forever. Today, they make over six figures because somebody invested in them. Somebody believed in them. And that is really the emphasis behind EM women. No matter who they are, whether they're wealthy, whether they're living on a street, white, black, skinny, fat, does not matter, is if you can fog a mirror God has a plan and a purpose to use you on this planet to make life better for many. Mm. I'm feeling so much from that. I can, mm. that changed everything for you. Um, everything. Two phases when 2009 and then also in the 777, that's really interesting too. Um, and then also in 2017, what an interesting calling. I'm sure other people receive that and don't do anything with it because absolutely an intense overhaul. That's not just dumping over the apple cart. That's dumping over and lighting it on fire and walking away. And learning how this is the peace and profits factor because your peace is not attached to your profits when you're really operating to a higher purpose. Your peace is attached to being nothing more than a conduit. I can be more powerful, poor, and in the flower bed of the Salvation Army if I'm operating in my purpose, because somebody needs me in that moment. If my identity is defined by my title, my numbers, my economic value, or my produce, ability to produce an online launch that's a seven-figure launch, 
is that really a higher purpose value? Or is that, remember, keep your mind on things above, not on earthly things. If it's on earthly things, then somebody that did a 7.1 figure <laughs> or an eight figure launch makes me feel bad about my seven figure launch because it's still not rooted in the fact that it has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with flow. Remember I said this morning, the word, and it's ironic that it's maybe not ironic, maybe providential, that here it's coming back in a podcast. Can you flow? Can you be the conduit? Can you get enough of your emote? You know, we live an emotional life. So one day we're happy, one day we're sad, one day we're winning, one day we're losing, one day we feel great about ourselves, next day we're curled up in the fetal position, depressed. All of that is us focusing on us. But if we can get out of that state of being emotionally based, I do something called a chart of transcendence where it allows people to find themselves like a self audit. Where are you on this chart? And the idea is to get beyond uh, what we call the 39th floor and below, uh, which is all human emotions. Can you get into a transcendent state where it's not about you? It's not about your money. It's not about your car or your house or whether or not your air conditioner works. But it is about, are you in flow? Can you be a vessel that love, joy, peace, patience, even in the midst of a tornado, a hurricane, uh, bankruptcy, can you still stay in flow so that you can represent a peace that passes all logic or understanding in what it is that you're doing on a daily basis? It's almost like being, regardless of the eye of the storm. Yes. Being wow, the eye of the storm. That's profound. Yeah, regardless of what's going on in your life, because you're so purpose-driven that no matter what happens, nothing's going to shake you. Nothing's going to unfeather what's happening because you know you have your straight line in terms of why you're here and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a beautiful message because there's so much noise, there's so much chaos, social media, the news, whatever the case, mm -hmm. it can throw you off kilter. If you are not solidly planted in where you are, it's very easy to get a bump here and a bump there and then you're falling over and then you don't even know where you were standing previous. Jamie, that is so powerful. The eye of the storm. That is so good because the storm is always going to be happening. It's always, but yeah. How do you did you ever see that movie, uh, Twister? A long time ago. Okay, you got to go back and watch it because if you remember, in the middle when they're running and and they strap themselves into that place where there's that metal. I don't even know what it was, but it was a barn and they strapped them. So he rips off his belt. The tornado's coming and he rips off his belt and he straps her and him to this metal pipe that's going deep down to the ground. And so the tornado comes over them and, and of course all the walls are ripped off, but they're in the middle of that tornado. They are in the eye of the storm and they get, it moves from chaos, chaos, chaos to complete peace in the eye of the storm. And then of course everything sweeps over them and they're left and they're, they're still strapped to the, the thing. That visual, when you said eye of the storm, that's what's going on right now in people whether it's 2020, whether it's recession, whether it's the great resignation, people are looking for something to be anchored to. Be that person, be that flow that people go, I don't know what it is about you. But Jamie, I want to listen to your podcast because you anchor me. You anchor me in the midst of adverse. I feel, I feel that, that sense of peace, even in the you know, crazy progress of what's going on around us. That's a I'll give you credit three times for that eye of the store and then I'm going to take it as my own. <laughs> <laughs> I 
What if I use it first? <laughs> okay, then it's yours. <laughs> you did you. use it first. <laughs> well, it was your idea. It was your idea. Um, but no, this is this is so profound. I'm just absorbing. I'm just taking in what you're saying here because there's so many amazing pieces of information that people can use here, especially during this time where they may feel like they've um, that they're in the storm but they're in the storm, they're being tossed around and kicked and the news hit them and social media and comparing themselves to someone else. And then someone said, there's gonna be a recession and then you're freaking out and you could be affected in your business. And so there's all these ways to get bounced around the storm with the cows and the dressers and the roofs off of the building <laughs> next door and all these things. Um, and so um, this is just really beautiful, connected information for everyone. Um, let's talk about in terms of um, I'd like to know you have, so you are a very special guest and everyone, this is why Stacy's special guest is not only is she helping people move over that million dollar mark, which is one of the reasons why I created this podcast. Cause you know, less than 2% of the businesses in the U S run by women are million plus we need more women mm -hmm. running million dollar businesses. It's been shown that they give money back to communities or families and profits and whatnot. So you're not only helping people get to that point, you're also a million dollar business. Um, mm -hmm. So bravo, um, thank you. You're on the list, you're on the list. Right, exactly. I'm gonna start sending out gifts or crowns or awards or something, um, but um, really it's, it resides here and I have my mm -hmm. hand on my heart. That's the most important piece. I can't take a crown or an award with me, uh, yeah. right? So, but I want to hear a little bit, tell me about your mastermind. Tell me about what you offer and how you work with people. So we have a, a very unique Ascension model that we, I believe in extravagant generosity. So we took one of our seven week programs and we've given it away for free in seven days. You see these a lot in the marketplace today, but I give away my best in those seven days. Uh, we talk about, and, and when I say that, it's, it's called the ultimate life and business reset. And uh, in that, not only do we talk about high level business acumen, uh, again, after 35 years of being in all levels of corporate America, operating in the C-suite of big corporations, um, we've seen every stage of business development. So today, in fact, in 2020, there were 4.4 million new businesses birthed because people are afraid. I don't want to get caught in the squat again. If that ever happens, I want to own my own destiny. The problem is those 4.4 million people don't know how to run a business. And so they have all the want to, but they don't have the how to. So we saw a, a gap in the market saying, let's step away from just building another big telecom company and let's, let's help people scale to that seven and eight figure so that they be can become the voice of a new generation. In fact, whenever recession happens, what's beautiful that happens, sad that happens is a lot of people run away. They get afraid, they hide, they, they grab and say, in fact, they say there's $5 trillion that have been shifted out of this, the stock market. Well, that money's not lost, it's not gone, it's just being redirected. So you wanna find a way how to, how to get under the spout where favor flows out. You wanna be a recipient of the shift. That means you've gotta surf the waves other people run away from. You've gotta have courage and faith over fear. And so in this season right now, uh, when it when we talk about what we do inside of mastery and mastermind, 
Uh, we have our free program so that we can, we never turn anyone away. We've got a free community, but then we've got mastery. It's a high ticket mastery course, a 12 month program where we help bring Harvard University together with your North Star. And that is your higher purpose, making sure that you're crystal clear that you're not building a business that yes, you may make seven, eight figures. And then you're like, I don't even like what I do. You want to build a life and business that you love, one that your family loves, one where there's peace and unity. Uh, we have a mastermind program, which is where we go more direct one-on-one -on -one, uh, with the leaders a couple of times a month. We do different travels together and then a platinum program where we're actually operating on the board of companies. But all of those, they're intended to help you build a purpose-driven, that's really key, to really know what your North Star is so you can maintain peace there is not a company on the planet that goes seven, eight, nine figures that you don't go through hell on earth, that you don't go through tornadoes, that you don't need to be strapped to some really good scaffolding. The scaffolding are the people that are around you helping you uh, construct or erect. If you're building a skyscraper, you need really big scaffolding. That's the coaches, the trainers, the leaders. You know this, Jamie, being an athlete. You can't win a championship without great coaches, with the people around you. And being able to operate at your highest level of effectiveness means you got to have the right voices. So you might be playing in a room right now where the coaches got you where you are, but you might need to be in a room with some new coaches to get you where you know you're destined to be. So that's our Ascension model. We got mastery, we got mastermind, and then we've got our platinum programs. And for anyone that's listening that says, I'm not quite ready for that hop into our free program and get seven days of pure adrenaline slash spirit-led, um, purpose-driven training on how to really get centered on what it is God's called you to do on this planet. Oh, I love that so much. And we'll put in the show notes links to all of those pieces and also your website. Stacey, this has just been wonderful. Thank you for today. Likewise. Thank you, Jamie. And thank you for the big Eye of the storm, kaboom. I think it's fantastic. You're just bringing so much good uh, to the women. And, and I know you've got more than just women. I know it's predominantly women, but but you're bringing good, period. And I love that. And I'm just honored to be a part. Thank you for, for inviting me. Oh, well, thank you so much, Stacey. Awesome. And thank you everyone for listening. Um, I appreciate you and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I'm Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built, the one and only podcast that celebrates the brave, bold, and badass women who are doing business their way and telling us about it. Until next time, go show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Please share this with three women because we all need to share positive messages in the world. And if you want to learn more, please connect with me on social at Impact to Income. Thank you.